Come on, sing it again. Jesus, you change everything. 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 Show us your glory, Jesus. Show us your glory. Show us. Come on, just sing it out. In wonder and surrender. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. One more time, sing. Show us. Show us your glory, show us your glory, and wonder and surrender we bow down. Show us your glory, show us your glory, let every burning heart be holy ground. As we enter into a new year, is there anybody that wants the glory of God in your life? Is there anybody that is just for a second able to just close your eyes and kind of block out? I know it may have been treacherous getting here. I understand that it's cold outside and we've got things coming around the corner and we've got stuff to plan for. But can we just take a minute and just say, Lord, show us your glory. Come on, can somebody just for a second just say, God, show me your glory, God. God, in spite of all the stuff and all the things and all the problems, God, just, just right now for a second, God, let your glory fall. Jesus. Come on, sing it. Sing, Lord, show us your glory. Show us your glory, wonder and surrender, we bow down. Say, Lord, show us your glory, show us your Let every burning heart be holy. Lift up your voice and say, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Sing, Lord, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. Now, if you're thankful that the Lord hears our prayer, hears the cry of our hearts, Put your hands together this morning. Come on, put your hands together like you mean it this morning. Not, not just a little patty cake to Jesus, but can somebody just put their hands together and just say, thank you, Lord. Come on, can somebody just sing hallelujah, Lord. Come on, can somebody just lift up a shout unto the Lord for just a second. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. Well, it's good to be here today. You can be seated. It is wonderful to see you all. For those that are worshiping from a distance, glad you came, glad you made it. You know, it was a little late. I blame it on the snow. I blame it on the snow. But I'm grateful that all of you made it this morning and you, you stuck it out and you came this morning. Happy New Year. It's good to see you. Happy New Year. It's so good to be here on this first Sunday of 2024. As you know, we started last year having family potlucks after service on the first Sunday of the month. And since it's the first Sunday of the month and of the year, 
We will be hanging out after service this morning. So don't leave. Hang out with us right after service. Uh, for those that have never participated, when you go out of the sanctuary, if you turn immediately to the right, uh, our Founders Hall is right here on this wall, my right and your left. And we are excited to be here. Also, um, you know, those of you that don't know me, I'm Stefan Hogan, my wife and I, Sarah, who's back there um, serving our, the administrative pastors. And as the administrative pastors, we have unique roles. Like, you know, we're not really, um, I, I started off a long time ago before I had gray hair. Actually, I had hair back then. Um, but I started off a long time ago um, as a youth pastor here. And, uh, you know, it was wonderful and fantastic and made me very tired. Um, very, very tired. And so, um, you know, transitioned over the years into this new role. And one of the things that's, that's strange is like we're not over one certain thing. Like we don't really focus on just one area, um, you know, like youth or, or children's. But now we have more of kind of a broad view. And, and with that, I realized that for us to have made it through 2023, it took a lot of people. And so on this first Sunday, can we just give a hand to all of those that have served, those that have given, those that have sacrificed, those in our worship ministry, in our, in our youth, in our children's ministry, in our greeters, in our community mem- um, ministry, in our um, audio and and our media who this morning they had to work double time because we had some snow related issues and and all of these things those that took care of uh coming out early and salting and things like that i'm telling you like it really does take a community to really make this happen and so again i want to thank all of those that have given that have served And it's wonderful because as we jump into this new year, our theme for 2024 is community. 2023, we talked a lot about the kingdom. In 2024, we're going to talk about how the kingdom shows up in our community. And community is important. It is is vital and it's, 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 it's key. And so today, as Pastor introduced the, the theme as we, our New Year's Eve service last week, we're going to jump into this New Year's service. And I'm going to start off this new year in 2024 talking about the heartbeat of community. The very heartbeat and the lifeblood, that thing that gets us through of community. We're going to start in Numbers chapter number one. Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter number one, and we're going to start in verse number one. And we find that it says, a year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses. Everybody say, the Lord spoke. spoke. Hey, y'all do pretty good here in 2024 following directions. Let's try it again. Say, the Lord spoke. Hey, that was pretty, that was even better. Well done. And so we find that in, in this new um, year, this year uh, after their departure, it says that the Lord spoke to Moses. When I read this and I, 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 I was diving into this and just, you know, I found it interesting that, that the, the Bible and the Lord, he, he, um, pulled out this, this, what had happened by saying, once they departed from Egypt. It's been a year since they've left Egypt, and, and it's been a year since they, they've, they've packed their bags, and, and they, they closed up their summer house in Egypt, and they went on their way. That's what it says. It says they, since they, it's been a year since they departed. But if you understand the story of the journey of the children of Israel, you understand that this departation was not so simple and so clean. This moment in time in their history was not so beautiful and it was not so put together. This, 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 this idea of them departing is interesting for me because it wasn't something that just happened over time. It wasn't something that just took place and, and, and they got to plan for it and they got to get ready for it and they got to get an itinerary for it and, and they got to really, you know, chart, chart out a path for it. But, but it really was a year since they escaped from Egypt. If I was able to insert my own words, the the year since they ran for their life from Egypt. 
a year since they only got to carry the things that were the most precious and the most valuable and the, the things that really mattered. The, 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 the year when they had to fret and the year, it's been a year since this happened. Because we understand that a year ago, if you looked at the life of the children of Israel, their circumstance and their situation was far different than what we find in Numbers chapter 1. You see, if you look back a year, we find that the children of Israel did not have a choice in their existence, but they were bound in captivity. It was just a year ago that the story of the children of Israel was a story of brokenness was a story of bondage, was a story of, of death was their future, a, a story of, of, of no hope and a story of darkness. But God, we find that a year ago there was no hope, but in a moment God was able to bring freedom and victory into the lives of a nation. We, we understand that it was just a year ago that God called them out of brokenness. God called them out of defeat. God called them out of lostness and he brought them into a place of freedom. We find that it was just a year ago that there was no hope, but now he's speaking to Moses in a place of freedom. We find that a year after Israel's departure, the Lord spoke to Moses in the tabernacle. A year after breaking them out of the bonds of captivity. A year when he showed himself strong and mighty. We find that the Lord spoke. I don't know about you, but there have been some moments in my existence, there have been some times in my life, Brother Anthony, where I have felt bound, where I have felt broken, where I've looked around and I've tried to find hope, but there has been no hope, there has been a dearth of hope. But I can stand here today and tell you that I would not be here if it had not been for the Lord on my side. I can stand here and tell you on the first Sunday of 2024, the Lord showed himself strong and mighty time after time. The Lord has shown himself good in my life. The word of the Lord says he is good and his mercy endures forever. And I'm a living witness that God is good. Is there anybody this morning that can stand up right now and say God has been good to me? Is there anybody that can put their hands together for just a second and say God has been good to me is there anybody that can lift up their voice and like David said if it had not been for the Lord on my side As we ring in a new year and as we celebrate a new place in our life, it is important that we remember that God has brought us out. David said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, let Israel say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, when they swallowed us up alive, when the wrath and those kindled against us, when the waters overflew us, it is important for us to understand that if it had not been for the Lord on our side, when the depression came on us, when we find ourselves calamity being surrounded about us, when doubt rose up and set in, when pain was all around us, when losses stacked up against us, it's important for us to understand in 2024 that the Lord still is good. And this mercy still endures forever. And so we find that the Lord spoke to Moses a year after their departure. And we find that the Lord tells Moses to do something important. The Lord speaks to Moses and he says this in verse number two. He says, from the entire community of Israel, I want you to record the names 
of all the warriors by their clans and their families. Brother Carl, I found this interesting. The Lord speaks to Moses a year after he's rescued them out of bondage. After they, it says that he spoke to him in the, the tabernacle while in the wilderness. That's what it says. You look at verse number one. Go ahead and put verse number one so they believe me. Moses in the tabernacle in the wilderness. See? Wasn't lying. In the tabernacle, in the middle of the wilderness, in verse number two, the Lord says, okay, Moses, I want you to take a minute and I want you to gather the entire community of Israel. And I want you to write down the names of the warriors by their clans and their families. I want you to write down, I want you to take inventory, I want you to go and I want you to to count off, I want you to take a census of all the warriors of the community. And I want you to take a minute and I want you to go door to door. I want you to knock it, look around and I want you to make a check mark in the the column to tally up all of the warriors. You see, Brother Carl, when I read this, I was intrigued because not only was he talking about this departure, but really it was he was setting them free, but now he's talking about count up the warriors. And, and I found this, Dan, to be st- troublesome for me because I'm looking and I literally did this. I, I literally have got this big old study Bible and it's really, really large. I've got the small ones that are m- more manageable, but I got the big one, right? I got the big one. And so I broke out the big one, right? And I'm looking and I'm flipping back and forth like, Hold on, there's something missing between verse 1 and verse 2. Because they're in the middle of the wilderness. It's been a year since they've, they've escaped and, and been set free from, from Egypt. And in Egypt, they were slaves, right? That's what they were. Like, in Egypt, they were bound. They were captives. They, 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 nothing was their own. Everything belonged to their master. They, they could not uh, uh, you know, think for themselves and move for themselves and operate for themselves. They did not have the liberty uh, of freedom. And so we find that it's been a year of wandering and just, uh, just trying to, to gather and survive. And, and now they've made it to this point where where the Lord reminds them that he brought them out of some things and that he released them from some things and then he says gather up the the warriors and I'm flipping through my big old study Bible trying to figure out like at what point did they have a battle to be identified as warriors at what point did they fight in some battle Where did it say that they had gone through some military triumph or defeat? Because you can still be a warrior in the middle of defeat. You're just a losing warrior, but hey, hey, teach his own. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm looking. I'm looking all around and trying to figure out. Well, maybe at some point... They had some training facility and, and at some point they, they went and did some exercises and, and he said gather them up and, and train them up and get them ready and get them set and, and ready to go and, and then those will be your warriors. So I'm looking around and trying to figure out at some point God must have, you know, or, or they must have set up something for them to be called warriors because that's what he says. He, he says, you know, it's been a year so now gather up and, and count these warriors. But I could not find anywhere that in that span of a year, they had won any big military battle, that they had fought some great fight, they had been through any trainings, they had any seminars, that nobody came in and gave them a TED talk and gave them a pen, they didn't get a certificate. There was nothing in here that was able to describe them as warriors except for the fact that the Lord set them free. The only criteria that I could find throughout from the year from them being in bondage to the place where the Lord calls them warriors 
was the fact in the moment that he set them free. I tried. I looked. Man, I'm telling you. I scoured and I tried to figure out where was it that they gained the credentials to be identified as warriors? Where was it that they were able to come and be able to stand up in front of somebody and say, listen, uh, Moses, I know that you're here looking for a warrior. That's me. The Lord told Moses to go in and count the warriors. And, and somebody needs to be able to stand up and say, well, I'm that warrior. But there was nothing that I could find to be able to identify them as warriors. The only thing that was able to set them apart from slave and from being in bondage and captivity to being called a warrior was the fact that the Lord showed himself strong and mighty in their lives and set them free. Hear me, I'm here today in 2024 to remind someone. I need you to understand something right now. Some of you have been trying to figure out how you are going to survive it, how you're going to make it, how you're going to get out of it. Listen, I don't have the intellect. I don't have the strength. I don't have the courage. I don't have the whatever. Listen, that does not matter. As long as you have been set free by the blood of the Lamb, He has called you to be strong and mighty, not by your own power, not by might, but by His Spirit. Someone needs to stand up right now this morning and say, Listen, a victory has been spoken over me. Hope has been spoken over me. Joy has been spoken over me. Peace has been spoken over me. Not because of me, but because of what he's done for me. Because of what he's done in me. Because of what he's done around me. And so I declare victory in my life. I'm a warrior because he who the Son has set free. hear me it's a new year it's a new season it's a new hour some of you need to speak victory over your life some of you need to speak victory in your homes some of you need to speak victory over your children some of you need to speak victory over your relationships some of you need to speak victory over your health some of you need to speak victory over your finances some of you need to be able to speak victory over your mind and say I am fearfully and wonderfully made some of you need to be able to say I'm not lonely I have a friend in Jesus some of you need to be able to say listen our brokenness is in my past but I am a new creature in Christ to Jesus some of you need to say listen the Lord has done something mighty and there's an expected bright future in front of me why because he has set me free Anybody ready to preach with me today? So let me tell you. Warriors aren't born through training and through intellect. That warrior in you is born through the spirit of the living God. There is no weapon formed against you that can prosper. So hear me moms, hear me dads. When the enemy comes in like a flood against your home, when the enemy comes in like a flood against your children, come on husbands and wives, when the enemy comes in like a flood over your marriage, when it comes in like a flood over your health, lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, for the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? But the Lord, strong and mighty, and the Lord, mighty in battle. There's some warriors in this room. There's some warriors in this room. There's some warriors in this church. There's some warriors in this community. There's some warriors in this house. There's some warriors. Not because of you, but Brother Carl, because of who we serve. And so, 
the Lord spoke to Moses and said, all right, Moses, I set you free. Now it's time to get to work. I loved you enough that while you were in bondage, my love for you and this community was so great. You meant so much to me that I broke you out. I set you up. I've put you in place. I have spoken victory over you already. You have not won a battle yet, but you are still called a warrior. You have not seen victory yet, but I've already called you victorious. You don't know what it tastes like yet. You are still in the middle of a wilderness. You are still in the middle of a desert. But baby, hold on. Because now it's a new year. Now it is a new season. Now it is a new day. And I'm calling you out of where you were. And I've called you to get to work right now. Because not only were you you used to be, but not only were you what you went through, but now I've called you to be victorious and strong and mighty. Romans chapter number five and verse number six, it says, while we were still helpless, we were powerless to provide for our own salvation. Another way to say this is, while you are still in the midst of the wilderness, while you were still broken and lost, while you were still just trying to, to, to shuffle through and, and still bearing the scars of your bondage at the right time. Somebody say, it's my time. Come on, somebody say, it's my time. Come on, somebody, you may not feel it. Some of y'all are speaking it and, and real simple and you're, you're just saying it real slow and you're just being obedient. But, but let me tell you, somebody needs to repeat it right now in faith and say, it's my time. Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now and say, it's my time. Come on, somebody say it with some conviction. It's my time. Come on, it's my family's time. It's my children's time. It's my time. Come on, somebody, I may be hopeless. I may be helpless. I may be broken. I may be tired. I may be weary. I may not have it together. I may not know where I'm going. I may not know how to get there, but it is my time. Christ died as a substitute for the ungodly. Now, it is an extraordinary thing. Hear me. This is not just some everyday average Joe type of an experience. But somebody in this moment, in this hour, is about to experience something that is extraordinary, something that is out of the ordinary, something that is out of the norm. This is an extraordinary thing for one to willingly give his life even for a good man and a, a righteous man and an upright man. Though, though perhaps for a good man, uh, someone might even dare to die. But in verse number eight, it says that, that, that but God, you remember what David said, if it had not been, you remember, he said, it's been a year since I brought you out, but God. You remember that community was broken, that community was lost, that community was vanquished, that community was for, forsaken, that community was in bondage, but God. There were some families that were broken, there were some lives that were lost, there were some dreams that had been crushed, but God. There have been some hopes that have been lost, there have been health that has failed, but but. But God, there have been some dreams that have just been shattered. There's been some stuff that you thought would never take place. But God, there, oh Jesus, I, I, I hope somebody is hearing me today. There are some of you, there are those that are at the end of their rope. But God. Anybody experience one of those but God moments? 
Anybody knows what it smells like to be at the end of your rope? And God then steps right in, right on time. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever lost hope but God? Anybody ever lost, spent your last dime and you didn't know what was going to happen? But God? Anybody ever got that report and you don't know what you're going to do? But, but God? Anybody ever been in a midnight hour? But God. Dan, but God clearly shows and proves his magnificent, grand, unabated love for each and every one of us. Because, Sonny, while we were still broken, while our situation was still a mess, while our circumstances were still in shambles, Sister Michelle, while our hearts were still broken. Michael, while we were still in bondage. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Hannah, you know what his death did? It broke me free. It set me free. It cut through the shackles of my slavery. It unfastened the bonds of sin and death that belonged to me. It unlocked a door to hope and joy that I do not deserve. But Moses, I set you free a year ago. You didn't earn it. You were a slave. You couldn't purchase it. You could not buy it. You couldn't accumulate enough coins to get it. But I loved you enough even in the midst of your slavery to bring about a freedom for your community. But hear me today. Moses, freedom, it activates something. This love that I've shown you, it turns the tables. You don't get to just wander aimlessly anymore, Moses. I need you to rise up and go and count the warriors. Pineview, there are some of you that knows what it's like to be set free. You know what it's like to look death, hell, and destruction in the face. But God, you know what it's like to be right there as Titus said, in the middle of the fire and to be snatched out. You know what it's like. But hear me, Pineview Church. The love that God has shown us, the love that he has given us is not a casual, laissez-faire, inactive type of love but God has released some warriors in this room 
not because you're mighty, because he spoke mighty over you. Not because you're good, but because he spoke strength over you. There are some of you that if you left your own devices, you would not be here today. But the only reason you're standing here today is a testimony to the fact that God loved you and he set you free and he sets you here to stand strong and mighty for him. There are some of you that everyone counted you out. There are some husbands and wives in this room today that your family told you you would never make it. That your friends told you you would never make it. But you are standing as a testimony to the goodness of God. Not because of you, because my righteousness is as filthy rags, but because of the strength of an almighty God. We are warriors. And so hear me. I'm only on point number one. Let me tell you, I told Sarah as we were driving here today, I said, I'm going to be short. <laughs> but I need someone to hear me. I need some men to stand up and be warriors in 2024. Listen. Peter, Satan had desired to have you to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. I have set you free. And I have called you to be that which the church is built upon. That the gates of hell shall not prevail. It's time for someone to embody the heart of a warrior. It's time for some ladies to pray like you've never prayed before. It's time for some men to fast like you've never fasted before. It's time for some families to dig into the word of God at your dinner table, in your living rooms, like you've never done before. Because the love of God has set you free. And because of that, I don't hope like others hope. I don't believe like others believe. I don't act like others act. Because of the love of God, the love I've received, the undeserved love of God, I've been called to be a warrior. So hear me. Some of y'all need to shed the past, forgetting those things which are behind. Lay down some of that stuff. Lay aside every weight and sin that doth so easily beset us. And get a heart of a warrior. Because here's what happens. When you are in the presence of the Lord and you experience the un-just-ending love of God, it changes you. It changes you. How many of you know that love changes you? It changes you. I'm not going to say who, but I just saw some husbands say, yes, it does. Yes, it does. This past week, we got to spend some time with my 10-year-old nephew. So he came and stayed with us for a couple of days, and we were walking downtown Ann Arbor, and 
my lovely, wonderful, beautiful, fantastic wife was sharing our first date story with my nephew. And she was sharing with him, you know, all of the things and all of the wonderfulness. And so those of you that know me, and most of you do, I'm not very talkative. Like I get up here and I preach for two hours and then I'm not going to be two hours. Some of you were like clutching your pearls, like, huh? It's not going to be two hours. I'm almost done. Let me tell one story and then like 12 scriptures and then 13 shouts and then we'll go. It's fine. It's fine. No big deal. But I'm not a really like talkative person. It's not how I roll. And so when Sarah and I went on our very first date, we didn't know it was a date because we'd hung out in groups before. And so I was like, hey, we should hang out again. And she was like, we should. And I said, let's hang out in Plymouth. She's like, okay. And I didn't know if she thought it was like a group hangout and she didn't know if I thought it was a group hangout. So we both just kind of were like, oh, I'm not gonna invite anyone, see what happens. If she invites people, it's good. And she did the same. So we showed up and it was just us. You can say, ah. I'm just kidding. And so we ended up talking for literally hours. Effortlessly. I had note cards and everything. Didn't have to use them. It's wonderful. It's great. It's great. And so she's telling this story. And I remember she's like, yeah, you know, um, like we were talking and then, Julian, did you know that your uncle fell? He's like, like, fall in love? She's like, no, like literally fell, like literally. And I was like, why did you have to do this to me? Like you could have just like left it. Like that would have been like, aw, right? No, but I did. I literally, like we're walking and like um, we, we turned this corner and there was like a little divot. This is my truth, okay? And I have the microphone, so I'm going to say it. There was a, a, a meteor sized hole in the ground that I did not see. And I tripped and I fell very gracefully, did a somersault and sprung back up. And so she tells him this story and he's laughing. And he asked me, he said, Uncle Stefan, did it hurt? And honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember, I remember falling. I remember going through this, but then I remember bouncing back up. And I remember us continuing on like it didn't happen. Because that's what happens when, when love is in the mix. Things are a little bit different. Things are a little bit shifted and, and, and changed when love is in the mix. Things begin to move and shake when love is in the mix. Things look different. They feel different. That which was important to you begins to shift when love is in the mix. And when we find ourselves in a place in the, in the, 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 the full shine of the love of God, things change. See, in verse number two, we find that the Lord tells Moses, he says, I've, I've released you, I've shown you love, I've shown you goodness, I, I now I need you to, to count all the warriors. And so Moses, and he's like, listen, I'm going to set you up with 12 people. These 12 dudes is about to help you. Count them all. And so they go door to door and start counting every warrior, every man. They're like, oh, you're a man, you're 20, you're a warrior. Well, I've never fought before. I don't even have weapons. That's okay. You're still a warrior. Well, I haven't gone to school. Nobody's taught me. That's all right. You're a warrior. Door to door to door and begins to find all of the warriors. And once they've done this, something else happens. We find in chapter number two, In chapter number two of Numbers, 
It says the Lord gave these instructions to Moses and Aaron. So he gives them some new instructions now. He says, tell the Israelites to set up camp. Each tribe will be assigned its own area. You see, in the tribal divisions will camp beneath their family banners on all four sides of the tabernacle. But Brother Carl, there's one caveat. You see, I've set you free, Moses. I've set this community free. Now, because of that freedom, there are some things I need you to do. I need you to get yourself ready. So Moses, tell the people, tell them to camp all around. Set them up. Set up every single side, just all around. Each one under their own banner. Each one gets to fly their own flag and do their own thing and, and they have their own uniqueness. What makes them special? Their own flavor. The own thing that makes them tick. Moses, tell them, be them. Tell them, go ahead, it's fine. Tell them to just do their own thing. But there has to be something at the center. They get to camp all around. But at the very heart of that community is the tabernacle is the presence and the power of God. Is the hope of glory. It's the peace that passes to all understanding. It's at the center of that community. And so Moses, I've set you free. I've created you and called you to be warriors. I'm gifting you uh, territory and places. I have given you passions and I've given you ex desires and I've, I've given you hopes and, and dreams. There are things that, that, that I've set up for you and I've instilled in you and I've, I've poured into you and, and there are things that are, are only for you that, that I've spoken over you and there's some stuff that I've only given to this family and there's some abilities that I've only given to that, that, that man and there's, there's some stuff and some skills and some, 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 desires that I've only given to, to those few and there, there's some stuff that you've got and go ahead and run with those dreams and go ahead and run with those passions and, 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 and go ahead and run with those desires go, go get that education and, and go start that business and, and go get that job and, and go and seek out that relationship and, and go and do all of those things but remember as you're building under your family's banner as you're building your hopes and your dreams, remember you're building only because of the freedom that I purchased for you, Moses. This, this community is building only because of the love that I had for you, Moses. You're only able to have the blessings that you have because of the freedom that I brought for you. You're only living in this moment of victory because I want a battle for you. And so Moses, go ahead and build. But there's gotta be something at the heart. There's gotta be something in the middle. There's gotta be something at the center. And there can be nothing that can be close Pineview Church, hear me. We've experienced the love of God. We know what it's like to embrace the love that comes from God. 
We can shout about being free. We can shout and be glad about he whom the Son hath set free is free indeed. We need to continue to testify of those but God moments. But while we're shouting, Sister Leslie, as we're singing, as we're dancing, we also should be building. We should be building and preparing. We should be setting up some things and, and putting some things in place. God has gifted us and poured out on us. Just to, I, I know I said this earlier, but this, can somebody just wave their hand if they've been blessed? Come on, can somebody just say, thank you, Lord, if you've been blessed? Come on, can somebody just say hallelujah if you know what it's like to say I'm blessed? Come on, we've got some blessed people in here. Hear me, if you are in here by the skin of your teeth, if you've made it by the skin of your teeth to this day, you should lift up your head and say, thank you, Lord. With the last ounce of your energy, say, thank you, Jesus, for your blessings, Lord. But as we're building, moms and dads, I'm a believer in giving your children the very best. Because I can promise you, I've got my niece and nephew right over there. She don't want to wave to me. And them lovelies will get the best. I promise you. I will work myself to the bone to make sure that me and mine's have, but not to the detriment of what's at the center. In 2024, let us not lose sight of what is at the center and the core of everything we are. Because hear me, can I have five more minutes? I only got three of you to say yes, so the rest of you are like, absolutely not. <laughs> Let me tell you what happens. I want to tell you what the job and the, the, the purpose of the church is. The purpose of the church is not just to hoard the love of God, and to just show him some love. But here's what happens. Sarah and I were driving recently, well after the time I fell. That was a long time ago. If I fell today, baby. <laughs> we were driving and we were listening to a podcast. And the podcast was about this lady named Irene Sendler. Sendler. And Irene Ms. Sendler was a Polish nurse and social worker during World War II. And Irene found it abhorrent how Jews were being treated by the Nazis. See, the Jews in Warsaw, that's where she was at, been, were, were gathered into this ghetto over 400,000 people to this small, tiny area and left to die. And her heart was broken. And so as a social worker, she was one of the few individuals that were allowed to go in and provide help. So she would go in and give basic medical treatment, 
basic comfort and support. Being a social worker is a hard job. So she went in, Brother Carl, and she provided some service to these humans. These people of her community, she wasn't a Jew, but she saw someone broken and hurting. And so she said it was her responsibility. Brother Brown, not only did she go and provide some support and some, some help, but she saw the writing on the wall. And so she began with some cohorts and some, some, to scheme out a way to, to get some kids out of that environment. She began to take some of these Jewish kids whose future was all but lost and set them up with families and, and people around the globe that would keep them safe in the midst of darkness and tyranny and destruction. She risked her life to save over 2,000 children. And as we're listening to this, Sarah and I were just moved and crying. We're driving down the road crying and just... And I was convicted because then would I be willing to sacrifice to that extent? Would I be willing to give of myself to ensure the freedom of someone else? But let me tell you, when you experience the love from God that transforms you and changes you and, and, and creates in you something new and, 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 and develops a love for God in you. Brother Carl, we've been called to be warriors. That's what freedom does. It unlocks the responsibility to show the love of God to others. Pineview Church, as our worship team comes, the heartbeat, some of you are trying to figure out like, okay, you told us a long time ago you were going to talk about the heartbeat of the community. And y'all thought I was going to talk about the tabernacle. That's not it. You see, because as we're living life and we go about our everyday lives and we go to our jobs and our businesses and our things and our schools and our stuff, we realize that there are people all around us that are building. But Dan, oftentimes that building is at the expense of someone else. For me to get to the place I want to go, it requires me to tear down someone else from the place that they are or to block someone else out from getting to the place they want to go. But the closer I get to Christ, the more I get focused on him, the more that what is natural to me begins to shift. And it's no longer about me but it's let me decrease so that you may increase, Lord. That's what building begins to look like. It begins to look like Rispa. There are those that are dying, that are, are broken, that are lost, that are being devoured, but, but she stood night and day and swatted at the birds and, and fought away the beasts until the king the sea 
She gave of herself because of that heartbeat. That heartbeat of the community, the heartbeat, the through line of a community is not how great we look, how smart we are, how put together we are. Pineview Church, the heartbeat of this community is, has been, and will forever be love. The love that we've received from God that when he broke us out of bondage and called us warriors. The love that we show to God when as we're building all around we're placing him at the center. And the love of God that we show to others. That's what keeps things moving. As we stand all over the room, hear me. Food is cooking, it'll be ready here real shortly. But I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask for those that are part of this community and those that feel comfortable. So this may be your first time or I don't know, your hundred thousandth time like me. I don't know. It's been a lot of times for me. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask if we can come together as a community. I'm going to ask that if we can come together, step out of where we are, and come as families, come as friends. And there are some of us that are still at that first part. And you're like saying, God, I just need, I'm so dry and broken. I need to know that you love me. Let me tell you, his love for you is here. You've got some people that are not put together because of their own goodness. But some people that are held together by the duct tape of God's love. That are just wrapped up in it. There are some of you that have experienced that. And you're like, God, I just want to love you more. Let me tell you, that's okay. That's biblical. The Bible says that man came to Jesus and said, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. I just want to know you more. Okay, we got you. There's a community that is going to link arms with you to help you grow in your faith in your belief, in your understanding, in your walk, in your future. And there's those of us that know what that's like. You are walking in that. You're like, I know what freedom feels like. I am free. You're feeling loose. But are you loose enough to go and show love to others? Have you been loosed enough to, to let your testimony shine to others. So as we come this morning, it's 12.01. I am officially done. I'm going to close this. I have literally, I wasn't lying about like 20 more scriptures. I skipped over them all just so I could finish. But I'm going to ask us to come from wherever you are. I'm going to ask some of my leaders, some of my leaders, some of my board members, some of my, my leaders in faith, some ministers, some of the pastors. 
I understand that we want to come and we want to kneel at the altar for ourselves, but I'm asking you to serve today. To, to hold on to some of our, our, our community. To pray for some others. Help find victory for some others. So I'm going to ask you to come from wherever you are. You can come right now. You can come on right now. You don't have to wait for them. This helps me be done. So if you walk fast, I'll be done. I'm going to just shut it and I'm going to click it off. The faster you walk. Remember, right after, there's a, a thing right after over there. One of three things. You're praying, God, I need that, that freedom. I need to know what that love is like. I need to know what it feels like. I need to know what that hope is like. God, grow me. Push me. Do something incredible in me. God, let me shine your light bright. But no matter where you are, I speak victory over you. I speak hope over you. I speak love over you. I speak peace over your homes. I speak peace in your marriages. I speak peace in your minds in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak victory over you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak hope in 2024 over you in the name of Jesus Christ. I claim victory right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Because he who the Son hath set free. Come on, there's some freedom available to you. There's some freedom that has been fought for you. Freedom has been bought for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, this is how, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, this is how, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I...